To God be all the glory, amen, the honor and the praise, amen. We endeavor to love God more than we love anything else. So important, amen, bless God, to be doing something in God. Amen, bless God, to be moving in some direction, amen, because God will bless your effort. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. So I'm excited when the people of God are busy about giving God a platform to bless them from. So I'm excited about you. Amen. I pray, amen, for your health. Amen. I pray that God covers everybody under the sound of my voice. Amen. With good health and healing as it pertains to your present condition physically. Amen. Stay busy for the Lord. Give him your absolute best. Sometimes I sit back and I can see so much. Amen. But it, it's up to you. Amen. To go. God is not in the business of just promoting one person. Amen. Matter of fact, amen. When you really think about it, amen. Bless God. Moses was because of Israel, not Israel because of Moses. Amen. God rose up Moses because there was a need for his people. God didn't raise up the people for the man. He rose up the man for the people. And long after the man was gone, God continued to raise up men. Amen. Because it's not about the man. It's about his people. And when one man goes off of the scene, God got another man waiting in the balance. So nothing's more important than the people. Amen. The people of God supersede everything else. I say that, amen, even to myself. Before me, there was someone. Amen. And after me, there will be someone. Amen. For God, amen, is a God of provision. He does what's necessary to take care of his people. And for that, amen, we yield to him again. All the glory and the honor and the praise, amen, that belong to him. Amen. Pastor Shirley Caesar sung a song years ago that simply says, Satan, amen, we're going to tear your kingdom down. Say, you've been building your kingdom all in the house of the Lord, but Satan, we're going to tear your kingdom down. The book of Jude, this book, amen, bless God, is a staple Amen. Sent by God to his manservants. Amen. To help us, amen, be founded and put in a position whereby we may be focused on the things, amen, that constitute us as the people of God. The Bible says, amen, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Where it also says, amen, bless God, that by their fruit ye shall know them. Amen. I want you to know even the more, and I believe some of you already know this, that we are what we do, what we continually do. Amen. We make mistakes. Amen. Of course. Amen. But certain things that we do on a continual basis go beyond just being mistakes. And they become into a place of being our character. Amen. Being our characteristics. And it's important for the body of Christ to not only fight the devil, but first identify what type of devil you are fighting. You need to understand, amen, bless God, what types of demons are in operation. So when the enemy comes up against you, you understand, amen, bless God, what it is about. Amen. The most dangerous sin happens to be, amen, bless God, the first sin. And that's the sin of pride. Amen. Pride and amen, building yourself up and allowing the enemy to pump you up and make you feel as though you are somebody because you didn't do what was necessary to get redeemed from pride. Are y'all with me? So as we look at the book of Jude, and I'm not going to be long, preached last night, 
Amen. They try to preach me, shout me, run me. Amen. Did a lot to me. Amen. But I'm here. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. First Jude, amen, the book of Jude. I'm going to tell you what God would have you to know. I want you, amen, bless God, to be put on guard. Because these, amen, bless God, are treacherous times. And we don't want to be used, amen, bless God, as tools in the hands of the enemy. The Bible says, amen, that my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So the Bible says, amen, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father, and preserve in Jesus Christ and call. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. The word says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of common salvation, it was needful for me, amen, to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Amen. This is the mind of God. Amen. He's begging, amen, bless God, those that will be the readers of his letter. And he's reminding them, amen, bless God, that you're going to have to contend for the faith. Amen. Even though you may fashion in your heart and in your mind that you're going to leave the devil alone. Amen. Satan is not going to leave you alone. And at some point, amen, bless God, you're going to have to war and fight against the enemy. And you're going to have to be representative, amen, of what you come to understand is God's will for your life, amen. So the Bible's in the lives of others. So the Bible says, amen, bless God, you must contend for the faith because at some point, amen, bless God, you're not going to be allowed to be silent, amen. You're going to have to speak up, amen. The faith will not contend for itself. The believer is going to have to cry loud and spare not. When good people, amen, refuse to speak the good thing, amen, then evil prevails. When those that know the truth fail to tell the truth, then the lie lingers longer than it was ordained to linger. And at some point, amen, bless God, those that know better are going to have to say better or the enemy is going to totally infiltrate the house of God in such a way that he desecrates the things of God. And so it's important that the people of God be prepared not to gossip, amen, be prepared, amen, not to carry news, but be prepared to contend for the faith, amen. You can't be a believer and play crazy when the enemy is running rushard in the house of God, amen, because he has his eye on your house, amen. At some point, you're going to have to let the devil know, Satan, the buck stops where? Amen, the buck stops here. So, amen, the word of God says, I gave all diligence to write unto you, amen, for there are certain men, amen, this is the word of God, amen, they have crept in unawares, amen, they got in unawares, and who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Jude says, amen, bless God, they got in unawares. Amen. We didn't know, amen, bless God, who they were at first. Now, how do you get in unaware? And how do I miss you? Amen, bless God, if I'm ordained by God and God has given me, amen, an eye for discernment. Amen. The way you get in unaware is you come in looking like me. Amen. You come in talking like me. Amen. You come in acting like me. But at the end of the thing, you are not like me. Amen. Satan wants 
to dominate you. Amen. He wants to hear your testimony of grandeur. He wants to recognize that you really do love the Lord. And then, amen, bless God, you become his trophy opportunity because now he wants to break you, amen, bless God, and dominate you so he can have a testimony, amen, that he did something with you that no one else was able to do. And so, amen, bless God, you ought to make up in your mind, I'm not going to allow the enemy to dominate me so for any reason. Tell you never don't let the devil dominate you. How many of you off? I called you to my office and told you I'm going to promote you to absolute helicopter pilot. Supposed to get happy. Give me the license. And no good way you can't fly nobody's helicopter. You crashing cars. <laughs> but we get all happy about stuff we know we ain't qualified for. That don't even line up with the word of God. It was needful for me to write unto you to exhort you. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying our only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. You don't make no song talking about I love the Shekinah glory. I love my church. No, you don't, you don't promote your church and have folk feeling like they can't go nowhere else. No, you don't look folk in their face and tell them you'll never leave me. Leave you? What kind of Jim Jones message this? I didn't join you. I was therefore put you in remembrance though. You once knew this. Check your name and say, you used to know this. What has happened to you? How did it get you? How did the Lord have saved the people out of the land of Egypt? Afterward, destroyed them that believed not. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He had reserved in everlasting change unto darkness, unto judgment of the great day. It's not okay. It is not okay. I don't care who says it is. You got to ask God to forgive you for your sins. Get yourself somewhere and sit down and be godly sorry for your sin. But to have you believe if you speak on it, you got to be careful because the same thing can happen to you. The devil is a liar. Folk will tell you they love you, but I dare you to tell them no and see how they treat you. You ought to start telling people no even if you got a yes. Just to see how they act when you say no. Even if you're going to say yes later, start saying no to see if that love is real. And as soon as you say no, that's the major test. Soon as you say no, they say, see them out. Because they don't love you. They love you for what you can do for them. If you're not careful, they'll stroke your ego. And have you playing the fool. And as soon as they do the vampire thing on you and suck you dry, they'll find them another food. Y'all quiet now. I'm going to preach in a minute. But I got up to tell you people are making a choice. Look for the fruit. What people continue to do, that's who they are. You can't tell me you love.
love me and you care for me and every time I turn around, you take it from me? At some point, amen, bless God, you got to support what you're saying with what you're doing. What is the problem? In the name of the most high God. Look at this last little piece of Marie. But beloved, 17 verse, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How have they told you that should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts? Just free willing. Just free kneeling. And I want you to know it's more than just adultery. See? And it's more than just fornication and homosexuality. Lust has many facets. People, preachers love their stuff. They love power. And they'll do whatever they got to do. Including intimidation. To manipulate the minds of the people. To get out of you what it is they want. These be they who separate themselves. Sensual. Having not the spirit of God. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion making a difference. And others saved with fear. Pulling them out of the fire. Hated even the garment spotted by the flesh. I'm doing my job now unto him. I'm telling you, if you want to be kept, but you got to know what to pray for. You don't just pray that God to keep you from looking at women. Pray that God to deliver you from pride. He said, now unto him that is able that he could do it to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. What's the text? He can keep you if you want to be kept. I'm a living example of that. Brother, if you want to be kept, God is able to keep you. Sometimes you got to get somewhere and sit down. Sometimes you got to sit on your hands. Sometimes you got to go in and close the door. But God is able to keep you if you want to be kept. And to whom much is given, much is required. Everybody want to preach. But the question is, do you want to stand under the mountain and be the example God would have you to be? Because the Satan don't stop just because you're a preacher. If anything, it gets harder. The last thing you want to be is power hungry, power crazy. Y'all might not call this preaching. Let's go online and look at my message from last week I preached. God gets how much of the glory? He gets all the glory for the things 
that he had done. Right is right. And wrong is wrong. Somebody said to me, said, Pastor, we shouldn't expose each other. So the Pastor, we are not saying what one another is doing. But I beg to differ. Because if you know your Bible, you already know that David, y'all know how I love David. David was the apple of God. This same David that danced out of his clothes, this same David that slew Goliath with one smooth stone, this same David that God used to supplant Saul. Uh, fell in his own way, you see. Uh, he looked at everything God had done for him. Uh, he looked at how God had blessed him. Uh, he looked at man blessed God. Uh, and what God had allowed him to conquer. Uh, and he got so built up in himself, Sister Gloria, uh, that he wouldn't even go fight for himself. Uh, honey, when you get so many arm bearers uh, that you ain't got to show up, uh, you messing up. Uh, see, David should have been somewhere fighting. Uh, but David had gotten so accomplished uh, that he could see in Joab. Uh, he didn't even have to fight for himself. Uh, and way, uh, it was why he was shitting uh, round the house. Uh, I wish you found somebody's shoulder and tap him three times and say, stay busy for God. Uh, stay busy for God. Uh, say they're going to put stuff in your mind uh, when you're not busy for God. Uh, you might be working in the church. But you're busy for God. You're not doing it for the church. You're doing it for God. Don't let how you feel about the church stop you from working for God. Because you're not working for the church. You're working for God. Somebody say, it's God you're working for. Church can be full of demons. But if you do it in the name of a prophet, you shall receive a prophet's reward. Keep your attitude. But I hope you get rid of it before God's grace run out. So David, oh David, don't do it, son. He ain't have nothing else to do. David didn't have no treadmill. So he couldn't get the Fitbit and count his steps. David went up on the rooftop. And wild on the rooftop. His heart went where it was supposed to be. And his eyes looked on the other roof. And over on the other roof was Bathsheba. And Bathsheba was naked and she was washing. And David said, Who woman is that? She's too pretty to belong to anybody else. She too fine to belong to anybody else. It won't about what you thought it was about. David wanted her in his harem because he figured she was too pretty to be with anybody else. David felt like her broody was only fit for a king. He wanted to dominate. And the worst thing you can do is give power to somebody that's been afflicted with a demon of domination. They get their kicks out of breaking your heart. David said, go get her. 
But Saul, but Saul, see his servant knew they won't like David. They had never seen this type of behavior from David before. They said, but Saul, that lady is mugged. They said, Saul, that lady got a hormone. And his name is Uriah. He's faithful, sir. He does what we ask him to do. David said, I don't care about who her husband is. You get her over here to me. And that next day, David played dominator. The next day, David did as he will. But God was watching. Y'all better hear what I say. God was looking. And this same Bathsheba became impregnated. You see how sin predicates on sin. You see how the word of God says that sin has a superfluity of naughtiness. Sin builds up on itself. And if you don't do something about sin at first, it's going to get progressively worse. It's going to snowball from just visitation. Did something get out not ever be? But when the devil gets through with you, if he don't make a fool out of you, he's gonna try to make a fool out the things of God. He ain't gonna be happy until some sinner say, That's why I don't go to church. He ain't gonna be happy that some sinner say, Ain't nobody living right. He ain't gonna be happy that some sinner say, It ain't nothing to these Christians. He ain't gonna be happy to everybody in the house. Current on the same type of condition and mess. David fell into his pit. Sent word, amen, bless God, to Joel. What kind of, come on, David. David, you know better than this here. David sent word and said, when they go in the battle, I want you to do this here for me. I want you to pull back when the battle is hot and make sure you send Uriah up to the front. I want you to know that David became a multi-murderer that day because not only did Uriah get killed, but everybody on the front line with Uriah also lost their life. What called David to do what he did? It was domination. He was already in power. That's what makes it foolish. You already got power. You already got authority. Why is it so important that you dominate? You already got the keys. You already got signature responsibility for the church checkbook. Why is it so important that you dominate? Why is it so important that you look down on somebody that's ill-equipped to deal with the anointing that's on your life? Kill you right. I'm almost finished. This is the point I want to talk about. Oh, oh, the plan is going according to plan. It looked just like David got away with his treachery. But hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put a little Nathan in it. Night. He showed up. 
at David's house and told David that mess you did, God ain't happy with it, that junk you put down, you got to pay for it. Don't leave it alone. God got somebody. Don't mean he don't love you. It's mean you're not going to get away with it. You understand. You can make it if you try. God will keep you. If you want to be kept. In Jesus name. I, I'm just saying for everybody, but if this was for you, if you needed to hear this today, stop praising God right now. Amen. To God be the glory. Come on and give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank God for his word. The true unadulterated word of God. Amen. Glory. We need it. Hallelujah. Got to have it. Amen. It brings life. Amen. It brings forth life. Amen. It brings forth purification. Amen. And that's exactly what we need in this last day. Amen. Glory to God. Our hearts should thirst. Amen. And hunger after righteousness. Amen. And after the pure word of God. If there's anybody that's not saved. Amen. That has not given your life to God. I'm telling you, there's no better time. Praise God than now. Amen. Tomorrow is not promised. Amen. It's not promised. You don't have to be sick. Amen. Praise God. Tomorrow is not promised. Now is the best time. Amen. To give your life to God. Praise God. To give your life to Christ. If you're in a backslidden position. Amen. Praise God. We're not here. Praise God to think hard of you. We're going to praise God. Amen. That you have made the decision. Amen. To come back to Christ. We're going to love on you. Praise God, and we're going to pray with you. Amen. Come on and give God glory for somebody that might be making the decision. Amen. To come back to Christ. Amen. To give God their all in all. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor and all praise. Thank you for this word. Thank you for your manservant who stood in power and authority and in love. Lord God, to give us the true unadulterated word, your word. We thank you for this word, God, that has served to sharpen us on today, giving us king vision, king discernment, king insight. Lord God, into greater things as they concern you. Help us, lead us, guide us, make us continuously and mold us, strengthen us.